Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vish One and Partha. Welcome back to Pilot Boys, episode 143. This is our deep dive segment, and the question we're asking today is, is narcissism a positive attribute in the year 2022? V, I'll let you underscore the topic. You might have heard a little bit on our news and notes section, but let's set the baseline. Yeah, the baseline is this, obviously, with the backdrop in news and notes uh, regarding our favorite CEO, Elon Musk, and our favorite politician in this day and age, uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, both who have a healthy level of narcissism and just generally with the trending topic of social media and uh, individuals controlling their platforms and their content is it healthy to kind of have this kind of almost irrational and arrogant belief in self? Is that an actual positive attribute to extract um, whatever value you're extracting from society um, or trying to extract from society in today's age, day and age, and also adding in media and how media rewards narcissism as well? Yeah. It's interesting because what, uh, you know, what uh, is in the line of like higher thinking and, and spiritual belief and all, all sorts of religious belief is eventually identifying that you're not just a solo entity in this planet, that you're connected into everything and everyone that exists mm-hmm. and uh, creating a sense of empathy within yourself that, you know, if you step on an ant, like you feel something about that. If you are in a forest and, you know, you touch a tree, you feel something about the connection you have to that other form of life and extending that to other humans as well. Um, I think we can all agree that if everybody operated in that way, the planet would be a better place. Um, but on the flip side, you have these mechanisms of finance and money and our values toward money that uh, incentivize people these days to uh, exhibit relatively narcissistic tendencies due to the relationship between media, the current kind of center of attention and how money is flowing these days. And the example that you know, since for my personal life, we've obviously seen this a million times over. Trump is the best example, I think. Uh, but when when I look at how it's been raising money in the venture capital ecosystem, it's it's very, very similar. It's being the talking head, saying the controversial stuff that makes you seem smarter than everybody else. That's the stuff that actually helps you raise money and be successful in tech. And it's ironic and a bit hilarious because the stuff that said it's like it's pseudo wisdom in yeah. my eyes. It's like stuff that you can say that makes you seem smarter than everyone else, but it's only because it's different. And then you just are argumentative enough that and and quick on your feet enough that people can't out debate you. So ultimately, like we've incentivized stubbornness, a self-inflated ego, and um the desire to have a viewpoint regardless of rationality because of its uniqueness. And, you know, I think all of that falls under, under this umbrella of narcissism, which is this uh, pursuit of inflating yourself in your own view of the world. Um, I heard this, this quote, it was like, it was, it was part of this interview. It was, uh, it was this um, fitness influencer, Bradley Martin on a podcast. And, uh, 
he was saying he doesn't believe in God. And the other person said, I don't believe you don't believe in God. I think you do believe in God. I just think you believe your God. And I think that's, that's like so on point for like what we're experiencing these days. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, and, and you bring up a good point. I do feel like our world is becoming more and more disconnected spiritually. This isn't about religion or, or organized religion, but is becoming disconnected from the spiritual realm, which leads to the, the this ability to embrace yourself as kind of like this godlike being or godlike person. And I do think there is a healthy level of self-belief that is important to kind of making it in this world and standing your ground with your belief system. But there's also the unhealthy. It's like everything else. There's a fine line where once you cross that threshold of a healthy amount of self-belief and it turns into um, that irrationality that you just mentioned, that's when it becomes dangerous, not just for the world around you. You know, it might get you a lot of attention initially. It might, might create headlines. It might actually grow your net worth. But there's an unhealthy side of it, which is the long-term impact of it, of what happens when you potentially may lose the idea of being the center of attention all the time. The the idea of your business going through a downturn where everything is not going well, which every business cycles through if you're a business person, or in your personal life where you go through the roller coaster of adulthood where everything isn't just peaches and rainbows and you're going through kind of the lulls and the downturns in life. You know, being irrationally confident in those situations uh, can be actually very, very um, conducive to making these things worse for yourself uh, than they should be in those around you. And those are kind of the counter aspects of it. It's not what's public facing, right? It always has the impact on what really matters is what happens when the clock is, is turned off, the cameras are turned off and the world isn't looking at you and you actually have to go live your life. It's not a very healthy or happy place to be. Yeah. I think that's very, very well said. Um, I've been watching this uh, this anime called Sword Art Online. It's on Netflix, and it's really made me question a lot of my worldviews uh, in an interesting way. Because in in the in the anime, people can put on their VR goggles and they go into their virtual world. But the way that the VR goggles work, it like cuts off your brain's input to your limbs and redirects it to the virtual world. Oh, so wow. essentially, like everything's the same for you in your experience of life in the virtual world but you're a different character. And essentially it's like a lifelike experience, like moving all of that feels the same as in real life, sensing things, et cetera. But the difference is that in those virtual worlds, the amount of data is nowhere near what you can get in the real world. So they even reference in the show, like if you hold hands with somebody in the virtual world, or if you touch the grass and feel the breeze on your face, it can never be what is in the real world because the amount of data is not the same. And as, as technology evolves, you know, we're, we're striving to create virtual worlds that are as good as the real world. But that's happening in our life, too, with the metaverse, with VR, with AR. We're, we're trying to create these virtual worlds that are, are better than what we have on Earth. And as a result, we're neglecting the Earth. We're neglecting the place we all live. And I think in that type of worldview, it speaks very, very heavily to narcissism, because if you feel like you're going to create or you want to create a virtual world that's better than the world that we live in, you're kind of missing the point, in my view, of what life is about. Like you're not 
you're not born here like the way you know a Zuckerberg is focused on on the metaverse like you're not born here to escape here that happens when you die so yeah. why are you spending your whole life escaping and you know I think there will be a lot of critics from this this kind of forward tech industry that feel that all of this advancement is a good thing or you know it has its benefits you can teach different skills education all these different elements but the reality of, of life is that the second you lose your connection to all of the other life around you, like I always think of this, this uh, thing that I heard between life uh, and how we can recognize inanimate versus animate objects. Like if you've ever gone to like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, they know what's an animate object and an inanimate object intuitively. And what that means is life feels life. And you can tell the difference between a tree and a plant in your house versus a chair. Those feel different to you internally and it's so innate, a child knows. So when we get to adulthood, why are we obsessed with creating things that don't carry the, the characteristics and qualities of life to hide from everything else? And it speaks to me of essentially like narcissism created in this uh, you know very, very fear-based way where people are leaning on narcissism as a survival mechanism in today's day and age uh, to try and create, you know, abundance for themselves, not knowing that when you do do that, you're doing what, like, I remember in the nineties, like selling out used to be a big thing with like rock artists, rock bands, that whole yeah. culture. What we're doing as a society is like 99% of people have sold out. They've completely sold out everything they stand for to chase image, persona, clout, and try and create what they believe is life and joy and happiness while sacrificing everything that truly actually gave it to them. Yeah, that's that's very well said, you know, and I think also, you know, one of the things that I wanted to, to mention on this subject is that, you know, we also have, as a society, you know, individuals respect respond to the systems that we create and you brought up the point about what mark zuckerberg has been doing what you know he's been doing with facebook instagram and now the metaverse which is creating worlds in which people prioritize what's happening on these digital realms and how people are responding them to to themselves on these digital realms like you said is not actual that is not actual real life and then this disconnect starts to happen between the number of relationships that end because of social media, both, you know, romantic and, and relationships, family, familial relationships get chaotic and troubling because of these social media networks and channels and these digital realms. And then also this reward structure that we have that creates narcissism, narcissism, because at the end of the day, um, we all kind of have to go through this process as human beings when we start generating attention for something that we've done or something that, you know, someone values as being so important that it deserves some newspaper articles and some, 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 some entries. Those are all kind of validations. And what social media has done is it's eliminated the, even the need for objective validation of what you're doing. You can create this world of popularity without ever being validated for anything relevant, right? You don't have to be a Nobel prize winner to get, 5 million people paying attention to you. Uh, 
anymore. There are no filters on these things. So when it's already dangerous, when those elements are already, attention is already a dangerous thing and recognition and accolades are already dangerous. I don't think that the human brain is necessarily wired to handle and process those things the way that it should to remain humble. You add in this element of all this artificial generation. You can become famous for like, you know, making a funny video, you know, that has no, no real relevance or value creation involved in it. Maybe a laugh. That's great. But that's also creating an increasing number of narcissists. Whereas, you know, you, you all, we always had the narcissists, like the extremely intelligent, arrogant individual that's been there throughout history. That was moody, but they were first recognized for that. Now we just, there's no filter on excellence anymore. And yeah. so everybody's a narcissist, whether they not deserve to or, or don't deserve to be. And then there's an increasing level of narcissism with people who actually do something meaningful, like an Elon Musk, who fall in love with their own headlines and believe that they are God and they, can, they don't operate by the rules of society. That still exists as well. Yeah, I think that's well said. You know, there's this, and there's a sense that, uh, you know, they always call us the participation trophy generation. But there was a sense that that created a, a, an entitlement in society. The intent was turning self-hate from losing into an emotion of acceptance with participation trophy. And yeah. I'm not sure participation trophy specifically caused any sort of problem. But I think overall, as you know, as a culture, we have shifted to trying to elevate our self-worth but I think it's very easy for the ego to get involved in that process. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to heal and find love for yourself, it's very easy for the ego to get in the way and say, I am better than others. And the second, you know, they always say comparison is a thief of joy. Narcissism is not a joyful state. And I think that's yeah. something that I, I wish more people knew before they started chasing, you know, the Elons and, you know, the, the Instagram influencers of the world, like, it is not joyful to be the type of person that's on all these reality shows and, you know, going and influencing and doing the media tour. It's, it's not fun. It's, it may be full of pleasure. And that, I think that's a very different story, but pleasure and joy are not the same emotion. And I think that's, that's where a lot of people are on their journeys right now. I think they're at the point in their lives where they're choosing pleasure and it's one of the ways that they're trying to find find joy, which ultimately they'll discover is within themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and, and you can talk to people who've been through this process, the levels of depression. You know, we interact with these people. They are not happy people outside of the when the cameras are on, and oftentimes you see they're not happy when the cameras are on. That's what reality television is is kind of based on is is uh, is monetizing people's dislike for each other and and kind of human beings negative interactions with each other right that's that's tv culture media culture in general you know so these are all things that you need to kind of think about you know i think if you don't think about them and you just let the world dictate the direction in which you go you'll end up being lost to the point where you can't find yourself again right so that's why the work of not allowing this stuff has to happen. Like you have to have people around you who keep you humble. You have to, you have to enjoy people who 
don't always give you positive reinforcement, but actually are critical of you, right? Because we all kind of want to like steer away from 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 the reality of like some of the issues of our personalities and focus on people who want to kiss our ass. You know, that's just naturally our state. We'd rather want people who tell us that our shit doesn't stink. But the reality is what's most healthy for long-term happiness and what leads to humility is a balance of knowing that your shit does stink, you know, and, and you're no better, you know, just because the world recognizes you for something special that you've done. That's something that you're impacting the world with. That is not about you. That is something that the universe has given you that you've been able to execute and influence on society. But the moment that you start utilizing that gift to the world to reward yourself in kind of this kind of unbalanced way, that's when you're kind of imbalancing the world around you. And you're also creating a lot of, a lot of, a lot of negative energy toward yourself. Um, And I think, you yeah, know, I, would, I would agree completely with that. You know, and and I was watching the most recent Dave Chappelle special in the speech where they wanted to name the uh, the theater after him. Um, and he gave his long speech about, you know, and in that speech, he was very, very confident in his talent and his gift and saying, I'm better than other people at this. That's why I'm recognized for it. But at the same time, he talked about, you know, when you take a stand and you feel uncomfortable with the position that society has put you in, the negative impact of him walking away from the Dave Chappelle show and saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore, you know, and I don't want to do it on your terms anymore, how society reacts to you. And ultimately, you know, with his last special and the controversy that it created, he said the thing that hurt him the most about it was that students at the school he went to that was like, the, the school that produced the confidence in him to get to where he got when the students were upset, no matter how irrational he thought that it was, that it was an attack. He's like, I'm doing this because it is about freedom of speech and my ability to be an artist and create what I want. They wanted to put his name on the theater. And he said, what I don't want to do is take away in any way, the energy of the students who are here. So let's not put my name on it. Maybe 20 years down the line, we can, when, you know, if, if people feel this way, but I don't want my name attached to it because it is going to create a negative reaction. And that shows you like the idea of narcissism, where it can get to. And if you don't stay balanced and grounded, how it can allow you to take missteps that actually negatively impact something, the people who you're trying to positively impact by even putting your name on a building, you know, yeah. or then putting a name on your building. I think it's well said. I think there was a time when there was inspiration to be drawn from the stories, but because of the access to media now, it's it, there's not a lot that I think is inspiring about the stories that are being told today. And I think folks who maybe justify to themselves that their story can't be inspiring and want to put it out there. I think there's some that'll find it valuable, but I think authenticity is more valuable than any of the rest of it. So, you know, we're in, we're in a different era. We're in a different generation and things that, that we all grew up on that, you know, we want to embody now. Like I remember when Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher came out, like I thought his shit was the coolest. And, you know, I think there's so many people that are inspired by stuff like that, that want to create their own for other people. Uh, But that can quickly turn 
to narcissism the second you start doing it for the likes and for the view counts and not for what you're actually saying in the content. So it's a fine line we all walk. And in this day and age, everybody wants to be a content creator of some sort. And it's just a reminder that be careful, especially in this media landscape, if you're going to interact with it in any way, because it's, it's not forgiving. Yeah. Yep. And there's a healthy way to interact with it, you know, and that is consume less of it, right? Consume yeah. it, but consume less of it, you know, and, and, you know, we had this conversation earlier on how you've, you've, you've scaled back your Twitter activity again, you, you got back on it, but then you quickly realized that, Hey, you know, I need to interact with this less, not more. I need to interact with it, but less is more, you know, and that's, that's just a healthy way to look at it. Do not let anything, one thing consume you, you know, and if you find yourself spending, you know, exorbitant amounts of times on these platforms, just understand that you are, you are training your system to be addicted to the system and it's probably going to lead to unhealthy results. So, yeah. And I I think at the same time, you got to see these things through, like, if you have an itch to pursue something that is narcissistic at its core, do it, think about it and do it in a contained way. Like I, I can say firsthand, I had a period of time. I've had many periods of time in my life where I've chased a different type of validation. And that, that, you know, to me is, is my form of narcissism. It's like uh, positioning myself a certain way, chasing a certain type of image. And then as time progresses, that, energy kind of spends itself out. Like these feelings are within us. We have to find expression for these feelings. It's very, very important. So this is not an argument to repress the things that you feel, but it's that if you do feel the desire to pursue what it feels like to be narcissistic, make sure you don't hurt the people around you while you pursue that and make sure you're communicating with them. Hey, I'm exploring a part of myself. I still love you and care for you, but you have to let me, you know, go do bottle service every weekend for the next however however long until I get bored. Because if I don't, it's going to manifest as a repressed energy, which is worse because that takes itself out on the people you love. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than testing your own boundaries, right? Um, and I think you you bring up a very healthy point. We don't learn the lessons unless we go through them. And you know, we've both gone through phases where you know we've probably been narcissistic in our behavior patterns and the things that we've done. I know I've done it multiple times, but it's always gotten to a point where I go down that path and I, and I, and, and, and a light comes on and says, this isn't healthy, you know, and you come back to center. And each time you do that, you're doing the work to become a more balanced person. Whereas if you don't through the process of what you're going through, think about your actions and what you're, you're doing, then you may never get back to center, you know, and yeah. that's where you reach. That's where Elon is at now. There's nobody around him that is checking him that, you know, I don't know if they'll just get fired if they do. And same thing with Donald Trump. If you are in his ar- orbit and you, you know, you provide, you present a dissenting viewpoint, you know that the consequence is losing your job, you know? So that's the thing is also make sure that you, you allow and create an environment around yourself where you're supporting people to 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 present those thoughts that may be uncomfortable for you without without the consequences of 
of the negativity that could come with that where you you give them consequences for being honest with you yeah and i would just uh, just add one last thought to it these pleasure pathways are designed in such a way that when you when you pursue pleasure it comes with increasingly dire consequences every time you choose the high whether it's narcissism whether it's you know going after clout whether it's drugs alcohol you know sex whatever whatever your your choice is the come down's always worse every single time you do it that's how the pleasure pathways are designed but if you choose the path of love and empathy the high is better every time and there is no yep. come down and that's the ultimate lesson of life here is that if you're especially resilient you may trick yourself that joy is on the other side of the pleasure pleasure path yeah. don't kid yourself it's not joy is completely unrelated to the decisions that you're making to chase pleasure it's an internal choice and it's an internal framework you have to construct for yourself and so if you're going through that don't confuse your res your resilience to pain for for uh, feedback that you're actually on the right path because you're not you're just increasing the amount of pain that you go through in life Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's a great way to put a button on this on this topic. You know, I think it was an important conversation for us to to have, kind of with everything that's that's going on and all of the headlines that we're seeing. Um, they seem to always highlight an individual um, versus a movement or a thought process. Even within these movements, we try to create figureheads and leaders. Um, and just just thinking about this thing and understanding that we're all connected um, in a way and that, you know, this is an ecosystem in which we have to work together versus try to compete with each other. And whatever value each of us creates in society, that is value for society and not value for ourselves. Absolutely. And on that note, uh, we, we invite you to stay moving and, and be yourself and remind you that you is fly. Pilot Boys out. Pilot Boys, we get on Boys, we get on